Hello everyone, my name is Regine Gilbert. I'm a designer, author, and educator, and today I'll be speaking to you about inclusion and the senses. We're going to talk a little bit about what are the senses that you use, how can we use those senses, and how can we incorporate those into inclusion. Let's talk about the senses. Take a moment to notice your surroundings. What space are you in? What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste right now? Is your body seated on a chair? Are you on a couch? Where's your body? What time of day is it? What are you feeling at the moment? What do you smell? Recently, I had coronavirus and alongside some other symptoms, I lost my sense of smell. I've had all my senses up until recently. And when I lost my sense of smell, it was such a strange feeling for me. I have essential oils in my home. My partner was putting alcohol to my face to see if I could smell that, could not. And it was such a different feeling to be without that sense. There are people who lose senses over time, who are born without them. And how are we making things and thinking about them? Or are we just making things in a visual way? Uh, I love the book Mismatch Design by Cat Holmes. In Mismatch Design, Cat speaks about inclusion and how oftentimes inclusion is really hard to define. I mean, think about it. If you had to define inclusion, how would you define it? It's been hard for me to define at times. But we can define exclusion. We all know what it feels like to be left out of something. If we can begin to frame our work and design for multi-sensory experiences, we might move toward creating more inclusive experiences. At the time of this recording, I'm still in quarantine. I don't know about anyone else. Uh, We in New York City have had a stay in place for over a month at this point. And I don't know how much longer we'll have once this talk airs, but I can tell you my sense of time has been completely off. I don't know about you all, but what I do know is that today ends in a Y. That's about all I do know. And in terms of time, and when we think of our senses, 
time isn't the one sense that we think about, yet it is a sense. And when designing, we can make things longer or we can make things shorter. Time isn't something that we necessarily think about. We think about, well, can they get this thing done? Is it organized in the right way? How much time is it taking somebody? How much time of are we taking of someone's life with what we make? Ultimately, we want to try and make the most of everyone's time. In the book, The Senses, Designed Beyond Vision, Ellen Lipton and Andrea Lips give some really good case studies of sensory design. They say, why sensory design? Reaching beyond vision, this book is a manifesto for an inclusive, multi-sensory design practice. Sensory design activates touch, sound, smell, taste, and the wisdom of the body. Sensory design supports everyone's opportunity to receive information, explore the world, and experience joy, wonder, and social connections, regardless of our sensory abilities. This book documents extraordinary work by some of the world's most creative thinkers, and it gathers together ideas and principles for extending the sensory richness of products environments, and media. This book uh, has uh, inspired me in addition to the exhibit that was held at the Cooper Hewitt, um, which was part of part of this, uh, the book. The experience was tactile. The experience was audio. It really went beyond vision. And as I've said throughout this presentation, I think it's time for us to look at things differently. In the senses designing beyond vision, Ellen Lupton and Andrea Lips reference a case study of aging in place, sensory environments. Uh, I think some of us who have been home for a while feel like we are aging in place in our homes. Uh, oftentimes, we don't think about what our homes will need in the future. And this particular study was very interesting. In 2016, the New York City Department for Aging collaborated with the American Institute of Architects, New York Design for Aging Committee, to publish guidelines that assist landlords and residents in upgrading multi-unit residential buildings and apartments to support aging in place. Many of the recommendations are sensory using color, light, and texture. Uh, specifically, they looked at tactility using resilient floor coverings such as cork, rubber, and linoleum to provide comfort for walking and to make falls less dangerous. For lighting, they looked at avoiding uh, glare and using indirect light. For colors, patterns, and lines, they were looking to make entrances, entrances stand out with contrasting colors as well as clear illumination. And for smell, using plants 
to add fragrance as well as movement and life to public spaces. I think this is something we can all relate to. And as we think about our environments that we're currently in, if you look around your, yourself, I'm currently in a room with lighting above my head. There's a door with that has a window that has natural lighting to the back. Um, the senses are, are all come into play here. And this is a wonderful case study that I wanted to share with you all to think about designing for ourselves in the present and in the future. One thing I like to tell my students is to, and remind myself as well, is to be woke and stay woke. Now, woke has many different meanings, and I spell woke with a Q. And this means to watch, observe, question, and explore. To watch, you need to be awake in the first place. Are you paying attention to yourself and your environment? Observe, observe yourself, observe what's going on around you. Question, question yourself, question what's going on around you. And explore, explore ways of experiencing things using different senses, or maybe kind of taking things away. And thinking about the things that you make, the things that you build, the things that you create, are you, can you use multiple senses to do this? Or is it one way and only one way? Is it possible for you to start exploring yourself within your own work, different ways that things can be created and done? Take a moment and think of some of the things that you've been working on. Is there only one way of accessing it? Is that way of accessing it using certain senses? Or is it possible if I don't have those senses that are needed to access it, could that be changed? We need to start looking at different ways of doing things. Be woke, stay woke. Our bodies have five senses, touch, smell, taste, sight, hearing. But not to be overlooked are the senses of our souls, intuition, peace, foresight, trust, empathy. The difference between people lie in their use of these senses. Most people don't know anything about the inner senses, while a few people rely on them just as they rely on their physical senses and in fact, probably even more. See Joy Bell C. I found this quote when I was looking for something around the five senses and a little bit more to, to think about beyond our five senses is the fact that intuition, peace, foresight, trust, and empathy are senses that we use as well. Uh, especially in design, empathy 
is something that's all oftentimes talked about. Empathy has been called BS. Empathy has been called everything designers need to know. I have a question for you all. Who is it that you think about the most? So a few people might have come to mind, maybe some animals. But what I found is that people actually think about themselves the most. And even when you're thinking about other people or your animals, you're thinking of them within the context of yourself. And because we're oftentimes thinking of ourselves, it's really hard for us to think about other people and how other people will experience things, how other people will feel. How are people using their different senses? How are people using things when they may not have all their senses? This is giving us a good opportunity to think beyond what we know. Designing for multi-sensory experiences. We are the creators. We have the opportunity to make things a lot more inclusive than we currently make them. Looking Forward is the name of a class that I get to co-teach with Gus Chalkas. Gus is blind and he co-created this class to teach students about assistive technologies for folks with blindness and low vision. And the class is really awesome in that it helps the students understand the assistive technologies that blind people use. It also helps the students get an understanding of the environment uh, in which folks have to operate in, which is our world. Here I have a photo of a hallway uh, with basically it's an elevator bank and there are eight elevators. And one of the challenges that Gus experienced when he first came to a building he had never been to before was finding his way. And so we decided it would be great for the students to work on wayfinding for blind and low vision folks for getting around not only um, the building, but in particular, our floor. When you think about the senses and potentially taking one sense away, and getting around, wayfinding, navigating, it's something we all do. We all have to make our way in this world and figure out where things are. It's a lot of our jobs actually to help people find their way, whether it be doing, you know, making the information architecture and figuring out how things will be organized. How are people going to get from, you know, A to Z? It might be helping someone navigate their way through a website. It might be someone who is helping someone get through a building. But we tend to base this off of the senses 
that we have. And we tend not to think of them in other ways. And so looking forward, how might you and how might we create multisensory experiences? If you had to let someone know, where are these elevators? How would they know where to go? How do they know which elevator is available? What is a signifier for them? We have to look beyond what we know in order to create these experiences. I want to thank you all for watching this talk. This has been honestly an awkward experience for me, but something that challenged me. I hope that you appreciate uh, the time that I put into this presentation. I hope that you gain some knowledge from it. I hope that you have been able to think about things maybe that you haven't thought about before. I am the author of Inclusive Design for Digital Age, which is a book for beginners to, who are new to uh, designing for accessibility. If you are so inclined, please check it out or recommend it to others. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I really wish that I could have done this in person. However, I look forward to Q&A and answering any questions that you all may have. This has been a delight. I hope that you and yours are well. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next time.